Before you dive into this exciting episode, I'd like to let you know about the Squash Playbook, your tactical blueprint for success. The playbook is written based on the most common solutions I have given to the people I coach over the last 20 years. It is the ultimate how-to guide for any squash fan, and you can grab a free copy right away by visiting squashplaybook.com or clicking on the link in the show notes. Are you freaked out by that hard-hitting hacker? Frustrated with running out of ideas against the relentless retriever? Want to close out matches more clinically when in the lead? Or do you need some mental tools to overcome bad calls by referees? These answers plus many more have been brought together all in one place for the squash community. The Squash Playbook is a practical toolkit that breaks down over 40 scenarios that are most commonly faced on the court. Each scenario provides the psychology and the strategy needed to get a positive result. Each chapter wraps up with the top six key points to keep things simple and practical. The aim of the book is to transform reactive players into proactive tacticians. I focus on breaking down complex situations into straightforward, effective strategies for those high pressure moments in a match. So why not grab your copy now and step onto the court next time with a clear head and a set of strategies to win those matches you know you're capable of. Please enjoy the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? Hope you are currently in really good form and feeling good about life and squash. So Danny Massaro makes a comeback on the Squash Mind podcast series. You could probably tell from our first conversation that it was really deep and interesting. And the way he looks at things is, is just so fascinating for me. I, I definitely went away from that, thought a lot about things I do myself, thought a lot about certain perspectives or viewpoints I have and had them challenged, which is, which is only healthy, which is only good in my opinion. And so we spoke quite a bit over the next couple of months had a chat, bit of texting back and forward, and definitely felt it was worth another crack. There was so many things that we wanted to take and look deeper at, so we decided to do it. We came up with two or three things each and decided to make it really deep in those areas. So rather than going you know, from you know, eight or nine different topics and going quite shallow, we decided to go deep with a few. So um, hopefully you're ready for this deep dive. 
we looked at general biogenetic health. That's that's what we kicked it off with. So <laughs> went in went in at the deep end, which was which is really good. Um, and then we touched on areas of not taking yourself so seriously, but getting the balance to be impactful in your performances. The whole idea also about being nice isn't necessarily good. We we tend we close this one. Uh, we speak about Marwan and his success at the recent Black Ball Open. And this is a, um, I suppose, a slight note to make here that this was recorded in at the end of March. And because of scheduling, I say issues, but scheduling um, things on my side that I had a whole bunch of podcasts that still needed to be released. So this is being released quite a lot later than we recorded it. But the topics we talk about are really relevant and yeah, reflected on Marwan's amazing win at that Black Ball Open in March 2021. So yeah, apologies if it's a little bit um, time framed in regard to that type of the conversation in the chat, but everything else we go into is is really relevant for all times and all parents. Uh, we talk a lot about morals and empathy, and yeah, it's a very different chat than the chats that I usually have, but I'm really thankful for it. It's really challenging and fun to speak with Danny. He really gets your cogs turning, I believe, in, in my mind and, and for me personally, so it's it's a huge thanks to him for taking the time and the opportunity to have these conversations with me because you know he's currently doing a PhD he's a lecturer at, at university working with many many of the top players on the PSA tour as well so buckle yourselves in for this really cool deep dive chat with myself and Danny Masaro Danny Masaro, welcome back to the Squashman podcast series. How are you keeping? Doing well. Happy with the sunshine. Yeah, I know. We've been <laughs> chatting a bit of golf already, so I'm, I'm happy. I know. You got, you got golf tomorrow again? <laughs> yeah, I've got, well, just nine holes tomorrow, but I played yesterday. Um, so, yeah, it was good. Good, really good. Um, and listen, so thanks for jumping back on. I think our first chat, as we spoke about, there were so many other avenues that I wanted to go down. Um, I enjoyed it massively. I think, like I said to you, I, I had to have like a two-month uh, detox because it was amazing. It was There was so much information there that I had to go sit with it and mull it over. But it gave us the opportunity to come on and chat again. We've been texting a little bit. And yeah, you know, we'd be going quite deep with some of these conversations. So it seemed like an appropriate thing to jump back on. So thank you for your time. Um, and yeah, even offline, the, the half an hour before we started recording, we, we probably had like some gold there, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if when you when you when you got a bit of headspace and you like going a little bit deeper, um, it's not for everybody. But there's, you know, the, it, it's for people like yourself now doing these things, getting in, talking to all these different people. Um, you, you'll be, you, you know, you're basically getting getting more educated, aren't you? And more wise in different ways. So it's great. You know, yeah. you, you can enjoy the deeper conversations. Totally. And, and, and you know, we've, we've texted over the last few days. We've come up with a few key things I think we want to speak about today. I think our list could have gone massive, but we're probably going to try and keep it within five or six key points. Um, so let's dive in. There, there's some really interesting stuff here that you were telling me I'm learning the whole time, every time I speak to you. So yeah, thanks for that bit of education. But I think I, the first thing we want to jump into, um, general biogenetic health. So it sounds really big, complex, but you're the man to speak to about this. So where do you want to go with that? The, 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 I work at uh, the University of Central Lancashire, um, and I have done for quite a while. And one of the one of the one of my fellow teachers in in the sports coaching and, and performance side, um, he's um, really 
been into a topic called bioenergy, bio, about the cellular energy at the, at the cellular level. Basically, we're a bag of cells, and if all the mitochondria in the cells are high-performing, comes on the work of an amazing doctor um, researcher called Dr. Ray Pete. Um, and we, I kind of got into it slightly with him because um, we talked a lot about metabolic health, about your metabolism, basically. I've always been into nutrition and, and you know, we're wondering about that. And not just from the performance side of squash, which actually is when you're a pro athlete, it's not actually, actually that good for your metabolism because you're just stressing your system all the time. Okay. Particularly squash, we know that squash face and that, you know, and then combined with modern life and the over-seriousness and all the, you know, all the, all the modern things. Um, so in a way, when, when Laura retired, um, it was very important and we could reduce the traveling and just, just fine-tune our diets back to what I would call something that's going to look after our health, but not necessarily the fitness. Right. So all the modern things on the protein shakes and all that, you know, it's like, what's, yeah, I could, what's he really doing? You know, the gut health and all these things and got me into looking at metabolism and the thyroid and, and all these types of things. And then that goes off then into things like uh, your gut health and serotonin production and, and how that links to dopamine and your, and your chemistry and your cells. Um, and so with me doing my philosophy PhD and talking about paradigms and how you look at the world, which is you can't really separate um, a lot of the ways in which you view life as your whole philosophy and, and why we're even here and all these things, that, that, that starts to affect your choices that you make in life. And some of those choices are food. What I found interesting about your cellular energy, and, and it made sense to me a little bit, I've that if you if you're eating good foods and if your gut health is good and you're eating traditional foods, you know, and your metabolism's really good, that allows you to actually have the head energy to uh, to rest, to sleep, to be vibrant, mm -hmm. uh, to to make informed decisions, to do research. To, to, to be able to think for yourself a lot more and take in your personal context. It gives you the energy to challenge common assumptions. It gives you the, the ability to really get in with a coach and hold a relationship really well, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, manage stress like losses and defeats and ups and downs. Um, so so when, you're looking at, when you're looking at more like your bioenergetic health, and the foods you eat, the rest, not over-exercising, you know, and your balances. And then you're linking in a little bit of philosophy and your overall, what are we even doing here? And, you, and how you get meaning out of your experiences. Mm -hmm. Started to find a real dovetail between them both. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, so when I work with professional players, and I work with anybody really, or, or even any relationships, I, I, you, I'm, I've now got more of an eye on their overall met metabolic system mm -hmm. and, and how they are as, 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 as sort of, um, you know, healthy, recovering, the daily recovery balance. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I've, I've had a lot of people say to me, oh, you're always upbeat, you're intense. You, you, you know, you, but 
they only see this podcast and me yeah. talking to you. They don't see me that I've just been walking for an hour and a half, just mm-hmm. thinking nothing, just pottering around. Um, they don't see the rest times and the chill times and all the relax. And I think one of the reasons with my way of my life is, is, is well, I've linked this to pros. If you can come up in high quality energy, but then rest a bit like an animal does, and you can get back in touch with what you're eating and do your own research about that. You know, for example, there's a, there's a, a notice the cultural things, for example, at the moment, you know, the fitness image, mm-hmm. I noticed it in squash with the, with the camera technology now. Have you noticed like everybody's getting really, really almost trendy about being really skinny? Yes. Yeah. And it's like, and who's like the, the shadows, most... the shadows that are on the muscles and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Who's got the most muscles and then they're yeah. putting it on the Instagram or Twitter things. And, and yeah, yeah, I see that. Like, here I am. <laughs> Look how I'm but the squash isn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so there's this, no, and, it, and it, it, it's like that is a modern movement that you don't have the headspace to think about when technology and, and Instagram, you know, and is is coming at you all the time, yeah. and protein shakes and brands mm-hmm. don't have the energy to go. Hang on a minute, why have I suddenly gone into like I want to be on the front covers of fitness magazine when yeah. I'm playing squash? Where did that creep in? Now, yeah, I can't imagine Reneem or Shabini, you know, <laughs> like with muscle, you know, they, they, that's what, you know, they're, they're just into the squash. Of course, yeah. You know, and, 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 but if you're on this, if you're on this path of this, if, you've, if you're not, you know, if, if you're on this constant sort of, if you haven't got the headspace to sit back and go, why am I doing that? Why do I, re- why have I not read that packet of protein just because they've sponsored me? Why am I re- re- eating all this green magic stuff? Stuff. What's actually? What does algae actually do to your body? If you've not got any headspace for that, mm. you're just literally going to go flying in and go with what the new trend is. Sure. There's a lot of really unhealthy fit people that won't be talking about sleep, mm. uh, menstruation, uh, skin, hair, mm-hmm. mood, well-being mentality because it all ends up being this this low level depression mm, wow yeah and, and then and then it ends up being yeah but i'm feeling pretty down but oh i've just had a pick me up because i've got 25 likes with my with my tanned <laughs> muscly neck yeah I'm really doing it in life thing existentially look i'm doing it but inside i feel like really i feel empty yeah wow Whatever, the winds so I just made a quick note there of, of you mentioned dopamine and, and I, I put like yeah. a question mark and, and, and then I followed it up with fake dopamine. So do you want to expand on that? Obviously getting those 25 likes on Instagram. Yes, there's that, that initial dopamine yeah. hit, but, but that then comes quickly, but goes quickly. So are you doing any work in that territory with, with that idea? It's not so much work, but it's, it's, I mean, dopamine's fine. Dopamine, you know, is your, is your reward pleasurable thing. And it's actually okay. It's, it's not, it's not as nasty as the serotonin that, that can basically come and really mess around the you get your know, serotonin addiction, which really affects your sleep. Right. Um, so that comes from poor gut health, poor diet. It comes from over-exercise. Um, it's a little bit also comes from an obsession with the self you know, me, 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 me. Obviously, if you've done any socio-cultural mm. understanding over the last 
50, 60, 70 years, they called the 20th century the century of self, mm. where it all became about me, 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 and that was all driven by governments and get them to be consumers and set me, 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 my feelings, my mental health, my life, my squash, yeah. my Instagram, my, my house, my car. My, so eventually you recognise who you are in your products mm. that, you, that you buy. You're not. And obviously in the end, that creates a spiritual void. It creates a bit of a meaningless, you know, when, when that car keep getting topped up. So obviously you top it up, top it up, top it up. Yep. And then when you can't top it up for whatever reason, you might, you, you, there's this, you, you're left with that scary little bit of a, oh, what, like what's everything about? Anyway, I can't think of that. It's too deep. Just keep plowing on. Yeah. And that could be ignorance is bliss and so on, but that's what kind of drives the world. Mm. But what that does do, it, it increases this sort of self-importance as well a little bit. And if you notice now, like I, I saw the other day about your links into business, you know, like um, even with the lockdown ending, it's that like there's lots of therapists getting onto sort of re-entry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see your face at that moment. <laughs> no, it's like re-entry syndrome. And and if there's enough traction in any sort of someone's misery or, you know, they're getting this massive boost of attention. Mm-hmm. And this is something akin to what a lot, like a lot of started to happen even with sport. We have a lot of sports psychology early on that, you know, the coaches would see that the players were actually wanting attention. Right. I can, I can understand that. I've seen like, you know, physios and th- this team thing mm-hmm. that now people have in a way that the players, yeah, they get the practical benefits of the expertise, but they also get a hell of a lot of attention being put on them. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. if you've got a team, you, you, you know, you're suddenly a very important person, aren't you, in that team? Mm. I remember something Tony Nadal talked about with Rafa that, the, you know, the first time he ever won the French Open. And they were walking down the chandelier next day, wherever they were. And Rafa was suddenly in the middle of the two men. And he stopped and went, you, get out of the middle. Who do you think you are? You're only 18. Wow. That's so good. Without knowing it, he'd gone to big man. Yeah. Uncle Tony and you, my dad, you need me. I'm the man. I've just won the French Open. And it were like, they've always been very careful on putting him down. Which links a lot into DP and a lot of good coaches, Malcolm, yeah. these leaders, Rodney, you know, you know, people. When you when you're a coach and you start pandering to people mm-hmm. by keep tweeting about your, your association with them or being with them, what you're really doing is you got you're my boss. Mm. And players, you're not helping them because you're putting them up there. Yep. Which is more into the sort of self-importance and so on and and various things. And they know what you're up to, you know, and it's it's the same as spoiled children. Yeah. You know, a little bit of this or that, and then they they become the family headline news. Mm. Everything. There's a slight difference between pride and internal real love and genuine affection and pride, mm-hmm. and then the next level of living through it and the publicity of it and all the power that it gives you when you send yeah. it out in the world. Mm. So that's where Tony Nadal, you listen to people like that, Obviously, people like Malcolm with James and Squash, uh, Hytham, Effat, you know, who's got probably more players at the moment, men and women, by the way. He's, he, no one knows who he is. He's, 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 he just keeps his head down. Great, yeah. I was lucky players. enough to chat with him on, on the podcast. So, yeah. yeah. His players love him. And that that's like, so 
he's not a sports psychologist, but he's a great sports psychologist. Mm, exactly. He keeps the feet on the ground. It's and real. It's real, isn't it? It's, it's, it's tangible. It's, and, and when you say keep your feet on the ground, um, it reminds me of another story you referred to, Rafa Nadal. Um, I, I know it's in the book Legacy, which is all about the Kiwis, the All Blacks, you know, you know, the way they would have to clean the boot room after training. All of their culture and philosophy was about keeping them on the ground. They had Dan Carter stamping yeah. his feet on the ground and they used yeah. to ask, why are you stamping your feet on the ground? He says, it's actually my trigger to keep me grounded, to actually yeah. physically, like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not bigger than the sport. I'm not the greatest fly off of all time. I'm actually still a human being. And, and I think that's a real powerful thing. And it might link me to my next thing here. And, and, yeah. and I've been doing a little research on on this is the whole idea about the hedonic treadmill and the hedonic adaptation where we're always striving for better and better. And you, you were, you were mentioning it, the idea of, you know, we need that, that new like, or we need to do something better. We need the, the new product. And you get on this treadmill that, that nothing is ever good enough. And your, your happiness never is fulfilled. It might, you might be happy for a few mm -hmm. months. The first time it happens that the, the, maybe the dopamine hit, and then that dopamine hit gets less and less. So is, is that linked to what you're saying? The whole, uh, I don't know if you know hedonic treadmill or hedonic adaptation, but I think I've explained it briefly where, you know, you're on this continual striving because maybe of social media, because of the team around you, because you've been told certain things. So, so where are you at with that? I think, um, I don't know about particularly, but I, I kind of know in a way before it, um, someone sent me an article the other day about from the eighties about future self potential and how your future self is in, and, and it reminded me a lot of the NLP stuff and the self-improvement movement started in the 70s 80s mm -hmm. and it linked in with you know Tony Robbins and all these people and, and, and the individual finally saying I can be more than just a social creature I can be me mm -hmm. I can get out of life what I my you know my unique journey and da -da 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 and so on and I can be more it had a bit of a marketing link with it, obviously, and, and because it could do, it could dope out the masses if everybody could pander to their emotional needs more. Yep. So the so the governments, you know, particularly in the states, drove that, mm -hmm. and it was good financially, and so power went from the governments into the into the individual. And as long as the individual was feeling that they were making progress, mm -hmm. a new T-shirt, some new food, a new car, new house then as long as they could keep that going, people would stay calm and wouldn't have a go at the government. I see, yeah. That, yeah, and that's the kind of myth of the, the myth, the, 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 the thing behind uh, individualism and free market and, and all these things. And in a way, the democracy in a way, in some, some ways, not ideally, but it all became about control and like, can we do that? And then when people, you know, got a bit fed up with that then obviously at the same time valium and all these drugs in america went through the roof and he found out most people were having to take because they had all the things they wanted but they, they were still left a little bit meaningless right john paul sartre back before this one of his theories of existential type being was that we are beings that unlike our trees and dogs that are, are always in the present but we know we have potential so we always are, are we are what we are and at the same time, we know we are what we are not yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It makes complete sense when you say it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, Sartre said it. Yeah. I didn't come up with that. Um, and, and it's like, so what you've got, you've got you this, this, you've got this constant in a way feeling that you lack something or I am not there yet. 
Well, that's quite a good thing in some ways because it's it's energetic. Yep. It, you know, to a point, it's energetic, but it can become overwhelming. And the Eastern people, if you read your Eastern stuff, they'd say, forget that. You are getting the moment, getting the self. Mm-hmm. So they, they obviously go off too far in necessarily being the moment, be now. Whereas the existentialist said, no, no, you don't work like that. We, we haven't got the, the bliss of being a dog or... I mean, you could go and get hammered every day and sit by the bar. You know, when you see these people in the pubs, I sometimes think, wow, what a life. There's nothing to look at. <laughs> and then, you know, because they're not, they're not thinking of a future. They, really. they in the moment. Yeah, they just, yeah, I get it. You're tuning out into now. And that's a bit, a lot of the stuff behind the hippie movement even, you know, and, and tuning into the now and don't live for tomorrow, live for today. Mm-hmm. So there's philosophy underpins it. Mm. I think when you, I think, so this thing is you're saying about sport uh, and, and hedonism and, and business and always wanting to move on. I think to a point that's good. But what I think people do is I think they define everything by that, their whole life meaning. And I think one of the things I've talked about, the one things I did like, I did like Albert Camus' absurdity type stuff. I like, this, I like the absurdists more than the nihilists who say nothing means anything. Mm-hmm. I like the absurdists. Um, and the nihilists try and drag everybody down and moan and whinge. And you see that in little pockets of things, you know. I like the people who can generate solutions to something that's not right. Mm-hmm. But also not, but, but also know that in the end, in a thousand years, it probably isn't going to matter anyway. True. Mm, sure. Is it going to matter in one year even? <laughs> no, there's a bit of humor to it. But for yeah. you, for you getting you getting this thing done it provides you a bit of meaning to live. Yep. You can also at the same time notice that you're fine as you are. Mm-hmm. So you don't miss the journey, if you know what I mean. This You don't miss the, you know. Heidegger talks a lot about the fact that you really are in the process of always changing your past. Okay. Everything you do, you're trying to correct and better your heritage and your lineage. Yeah, makes sense. So you, you are always building your past in your future. Mm. Yeah, makes complete. So, so how 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 do we bring this and link this to squash and and players now? Because that that for me is great, yeah. and I love it. How are we bringing this into into the moment? Do we well, ask our players to keep pushing, or do we say stay in the moment more? Where, where do we go with this? Well, I, th- I think a good way of me thinking that is if, if I've just explained that to you, I find this once you've been understanding at that depth. Mm. That it's a universal condition of being a human. I think it's dead easy then to, to then the individual person to apply it to your situation. So let me flip it on you, Jesse. What would go on? What would you think about that with you with yourself? Hey, I'm the one interviewing you, dude. Like, oh, no. well, <laughs> it's a dialogue. I thought it it's something I, I've been wrestling with. Um, I think it's like a bit of a needle. I think sometimes uh, the, the needle will be really on one side and, and, and wavering here on the left, if we think of it a continuum where it's, right, I've got to push now, I've got to strive, I've got to keep going for the next thing. Sometimes the needle might swing the other way and just going, hey, listen, I've got to stop, I've got to pause, I'm, I'm in the moment, I'm happy with what I've achieved. And that needle for me might swing back and forward quite a few mm-hmm. times until you find where the needle stabilizes and you go, actually, in this moment, I'm finding that, that ratio, right, whether it's slightly more more on the hedonic side whether it's slightly yeah. more the, in the moment side I, I think it's it's a journey that that us as coaches might have to help our players with but these conversations and, and getting players to understand where it's at I think is more important because is there is there lens so far on the hedonic side that they've never thought about being 
you know, actually stopping and pausing for a little bit. Oh, so that's how I'd like to look at it. It's a great, that's a brick. Look, see, you've mm. just come up with that. And then, and that, when you come up with it yourself, it's more, it has more personal meaning to it. Mm. So in itself, asking someone how they would see it mm. and their metaphor and their way that that's, you know, that, that's, that's brilliant that you said that. Mm. Now, what I might then say, I might say, right, this needle for you, because when I'm talking, if I'm just talking to you, you've got a personality, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? A natural personality. You've got a natural philosophy of life about what it even is, you know, is it to live anyway? You know, like is life about ups and downs or is life, is the ultimate life about one steady stream of, of peace, mm-hmm. for example? Mm-hmm. So you pers- you've also got the stage of life you're at. That's very important. I think that's huge. So you've got types, levels, and states mm. that you bring in. Um, interesting research in that area is the integral approach by Ken Wilber and all stuff. If you go down into that, you know, the, the sort of integral approach to living in life where you're bringing in all these lines, levels, types, and states, uh, which is like moods, situations, you know, personality types and, and levels of maturity, really. Mm. Um, and you've other bits to it, but that's the main bit. Um, so I would say then to you, okay, at the moment in your life, how far do you want that needle to go left and how far do you want that needle to go right? Or do you just want it to flicker at the top? Mm. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think, I think, I think, and it depends, it depends where that flicker is for people. You know, some, some character types, maybe if we link Laura and she, she's very process driven, I believe, you know, very much, you know, like, like really, you know, gets her things working very process. I know you've worked hard on her with maybe softening that approach and being kinder to herself. So yeah, that where that needle stops, it might not necessarily be wavering the middle. It might be over one side and it might be over one side at a different part of your life, you know, just on yeah. a very personal level. You know, I got caught on the hedonic treadmill quite a bit thinking about, right, I always need to keep pushing and doing better material things. And I like the way you brought in the East versus West type analogy. And I think I think it's a, it's a marrying of those at different points in your life, but also different activities you're working on as well, or different things you are looking at in a, a certain way. So yeah. the word balance always comes up, you know, and I think balance is such a key thing, but balance for me doesn't necessarily mean in the middle also. No. I think balance is, it's yeah. on a continuum at different. Well, earlier, sorry, earlier we talked about the kids at the moment on the parks, they've been allowed to go out one day and they're all smashing it on the parks. But when you're young, you want to be at the extreme end. Exactly. Yeah, true. Most, most, you know, most of these people you've seen on the parks do. They want to be young and out there and risks and, and going into unknown territory. They've been locked down in the middle. You know what I mean? And they've not, there's not been any extremes. There hasn't, no. Yeah. Well, you could say extremely, extremely in the middle, yeah, to be fair. But it's, they've not been like really peaceful and calm and no stress at one end, you know, like just the person who... It's just smooth. And, and in a way, I think what's happening with me and Laura, for example, in our life, I think that there's been this recorrection mm-hmm. from all the uh, being really obviously on the mission to be the best player in the world. I mean, that's when you what I, what I do think is important with this as well, Jesse, is when you talk about this, this constant needing to be something, mm-hmm. a good piece of thinking or maybe is try and do that in one area of your life you know what i mean so try and do it in whatever you 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 love or you feel that you can keep going at Mm -hmm. and have the energy for so it's it's kind of a 
you're not trying to be everything to everybody all the time. You stay in your lane, you know what you're good at and you find it and you get really, really good at that thing. Nice. Yeah. I like that. But what happens, I think people see opportunities and start to think because they've become good in this line, they'll be good in them other five lines. And there are always enough people to believe you will be because the hero worship you. Mm-hmm. I think it's about staying in your, and that, that then when you come out of your lane, you just, you, you can be led. You can relax. Can think, yeah. You can relax. Mm. So in a way, I think, and I feel like that's what happened with us, with our squash. We, we didn't know we were that intense. We didn't know we were on it. And so we just thought, well, this is fine. But actually, when we've come away from it, oh, it's been like, let's calm down mm. and see what emerges out of the calmness. Mm. But wasn't that the most important thing you had to be at that point of, of your guys' Absolutely. career? Because go. it was a commitment, and this is where the meaning was, into this really absurd goal, which was to hit a ball around the uh, four walls playing the same girls, <laughs> traveling thousands of air miles on weird courts, meeting strangers on some <laughs> made up ranking system and trying to be the top of that little thing. I mean, it's pathetic. Oh, I love that, mate. I love the way you said that on the last time we chatted that that's such a zoomed out. Big well, it is not. Yeah. I love it's it. It's, absurd, so- isn't it? it's like, what? Well, it's, it's just, but, but you take it. I mean, look at the meaning it gives people. Look at the absolute like joy and, and how, it's, how it can stabilize a whole life. And then how that can, that expertise in that absurd little one area that we all know when you're on the tour, how stupid it is really, and how random and fragile it is as well. Yeah, it is random and fragile. How small it is, mm. but brilliant and how nice it is and how how powerful it is in a way. And that, you know, it's, 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 it's such a it's test magical. though, isn't it? It's really testing, testing your, your character, your human nature, isn't it? Then, you know, you're, you're putting yourself under this microscope to really put yourself, you know, going for it in, in your area. You, you, you mean, you, you, I'm doing a PhD or I'm doing, it's, it's, who cares? It's meaningless. Well, you know, it's not going to change the world, but to me, it's, it's been great. Yeah. And it's provided me with my own little like energy and that's what I like. And, and it's, and it has reverberated out. And I think that's the thing when you get good. So you, if you clean your house and you tidy your garden and make your house really, really nice, you might through that then influence other people to tidy theirs up. I like that. I like now, that. If you, if you leave your windows smashed and your driveway dirty and you don't look after your own thing, but you're out on the streets trying to fix the world's problems, mm-hmm. actually net gain effect. Mm. And you can't sort your own stuff out and you're and put your attention to your own family, your own children, your own happiness, the way things are, and your own health, your own metabolic health. If you can't sort that out, mm. why are you out there? I mean, that's an extreme opinion, but no, just in general. On that, there's, I don't know if you've heard of the, the Solomon paradox. It's, it's, you know, Solomon from the Bible. And it's, it's that whole thing where we can become very good at advising people on, hey, do this journaling or do these visualizations. And actually, we don't do any of it ourselves. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's very Absolutely. much... I, yeah. I, I came across that quite recently. I thought that was brilliant because, yeah. and it's maybe linking to what you're saying, like, you know, if you're not taking care of your own shop or your own house, so to speak, yeah. and then, you know, you're on this platform, maybe speaking to others about it, it, it just gets you to think, doesn't it? The Solomon paradox is quite an interesting thing, I think. It's like squash coaching or any coaching. I see a lot, you know, I tell the players, look, get, keep, your game, keep playing the game because you'll, I know there's times you can't do, but, or do something related to it where you're under pressure, you're playing. Stop spouting off advice when you never put yourself on the line for, for months and months and months. You're just hiding behind the curtains with a shouting information. 
you've lost the empathy. You can easily become an intellectual, only an intellectual. Mm -hmm. um, because obviously it's, it's, easy to, it's easy to intellectualize and have opinions. And then if people really start believing that, then you think you've, you almost think you've gone past the level of, you think you've trapped yourself up to a level where you're untouchable. And then because you can argue really well, yeah, you can true. people off with your theories. And mm. especially now with all the books you can read, you, you can always pluck some argument out and, mm -hmm. and be right. And I think when you really get stuck into, you're still doing woodwork or you're still gardening or building a house, or you're still trying to get your golf better, or you're still trying to, you, you know, so you're still trying to work. You might be a, a gambler who's trying to get better at gambling. You have good days and bad days. I think you're a bit more in touch with the theory is just theory. Yeah. And I have to say, I've seen that a lot in, in coaching, in, in, in universities with all the courses, and I've seen it in, in squash as well, where there's a lot of... Um, terminology and a lot of things and you know said about this what's you see it here in the commentary a lot you know I, the pockets of space thing i sent you <laughs> yeah you, you know the the guy who said oh football is just about pockets of space just finding <laughs> pockets of space and this player is really good at finding pockets of space and you know and if you if you can you know, if you can find, if he can keep finding pockets of space, he will do very well. Trust me. Amazing, and he just yeah, these key buzzwords that he can just repeat and say them in a in a passionate type way, and yeah, you know, it makes him sound amazing. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's just all hot air, isn't you it? You sound deep. You sound deep and higher, but you're not. You just reverberate in the the the. You've read bounce, and you're just blurting it out. Brilliant. So. Oh, and and it's not in your personality isn't stuck in, in the dirt with the player mm. and having having some arguments and some you know some banter and 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 like getting skin in the game with them really you've, you've got a bit removed and i think that's the difference between what they say on the sky sports where the, like i don't manage i just talk about it and then you've got your Mourinho, carlo ancelotti uh pep guardiola clock in the all the ones that they're in the dirt with the players in the in the in the texture of it, and that's that that's a major difference. Mm, that's interesting, and um, I don't know how we're going to link this back because we got on such a such a rabbit hole. Where's the biogenetic health? Is this LinkedIn? I know we started with that, and yeah, we're taking such a such a route. Could you could you link it back? It's it's always linked because it's a person. Mm, okay. Yeah. Talking about people. Yeah. If you haven't got any energy and you're addicted you're stressed, you're nervous, you're, you're tired. You've got no space to relax. Mm -hmm. You're just on a mission to constantly make yourself not look foolish. And also there's a lot of fear associated with a drop in status. Mm -hmm. Big time. So you won't listen to people mentally that you think are down the chain. You've no empathy. You lose your empathy for people as well when you when you're knackered all the time and ill, and and you can see it in people. You look at people and they have, they don't look well. Mm. They might be thin and they might look good on a camera with a filter, but in their eyes, they're tired. Mm. They're, they're a bit vacant. They're not very interesting. You ask some questions and they're a bit. They just hit you with those generalization things and they're too busy for you and they're they're looking at the phone a bit much and they're. 
the highs are coming through likes. They're not coming through. Oh my God, there's a person stood there. Let's have a let's have a nice dialogue. Mm. Um, Good, you understand what I mean? It's like it's like a it's like a mental addiction to this. Mm. Um, so it's the person almost becomes robotic. It becomes bland. Yeah, and it's like it's like it starts to be. I felt it in conversations. You know, when you go to the supermarket and you almost go through the till, but don't ever see the person. But yeah. you have a conversation, don't you? But yeah, hey, yeah, you got yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot. But it's like it's like the waitresses, isn't it, or waiters that go, "Hi, sir. Uh, what would it be tonight? Would you like?" And they basically press a tape recording. Would you like some extra shrimp with that? Would you like that? Yeah. Would you like a bit? And it's like, and that's what I get. You get that off people, and so therefore, because they've no headspace, they've no energy mm. to, to to go into a new realm and be interested in something because the because they're knackered because yeah because of the health and at cellular level. So they're very boring and they're very boring with the lectures and they're very boring when they coach and they're very boring, you know, with, with like opinions. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Well, it sounds like yeah, it sounds like you 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 know with this world of of AI and uh, automating everything, you know those those type of people are going to be overtaken by the robots because they're already a version of uh, an automatic being where there's no initially character, they're just repeating same things. And and you know you, you're talking about that biogenetic health giving you that energy, giving you that that character. And for me, what what you said there stimulates my mind a bit, and it's a character trait I'm trying to get my players to understand is is actually I think curiosity can be one of the most powerful character traits we can build in someone or or, or, or try and encourage that that character of curiosity because once someone is curious they take a lot more ownership for their life they investigate things they go down different rabbit holes and you know what if 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 a player is just willing to sit back and be told how to do something you know what i they might initially improve and get better because they're repeating the same thing and they they're listening to the, the perfect coach who says the right things but if there's not a curiosity trait that we are encouraging, surely that's going to be found out in the future. Where, where do you sit with that, with, with this, uh, this concept of curiosity? Well, the, the, the same, really. It's if the house where they live and the club where they go and the people that they hang around with at school, if they're like curious people themselves and they go, oh, Try that book or try this. I mean, don't, they'll, be, they'll be high, highly curious people, and, and there'll be others a bit more introvert, you know, and and, and what have you, not as out, out externally curious, but they're still internally curious. There's a lot of deep internal um, 
curiosities about life and feelings going on and some of us are more out there i would imagine like me and you jesse i can tell you know we're, we're out there people get excited with it as well yeah we're, we're, and, and hey and <laughs> life's amazing and you know we're, we're out we're externally socially agreeable we want all of that stuff and, and so on but you get people who are personality wise a little bit more in, introvert a little bit more but they're low on that kind of scale but strong in other areas and would you still say there's a bit of curiosity within them though you're not saying that because externally they don't look energetic or enthusiastic yes yeah everyone's can be curious when they've got skin in the game and it matters yeah you know with everyone will have a motivation they'll soon get curious about it if they can, mm. can benefit them or take away pain yeah, nice. Cool. Well, that, that links me very nicely onto this next point. And, and you know, we, we're going to jump around with some of these things. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm interested in, and again, you brought this up in my mind quite recently, not taking yourself so seriously, but then getting the balance to be impactful. Um, I don't know if there's a link there because, yeah, there, there's, there's something so interesting about how you put that across. You know, I think you, the players you work with, you try to get them to, maybe it's linked to the absurdity, not taking themselves seriously. But have you found... Can it tip the other way where, where you know, all of a sudden they, they're taking themselves so not seriously that they've lost their intensity or have you not found that? Yeah, one of the dialogues I've written in, the, uh, in, in the, my studies and researched a lot was a lady called Simone de Beauvoir. She was a philosopher from France and she wrote a book called The Ambiguity of Ethics. Okay. Uh, we, we talked a bit about ethics and morality in a, in a little while. But one of the things that I really, really enjoyed, brilliant ideas, um, was um, basically the, the the ambiguity of things. What you know, one minute you, you know, one minute it's a good thing, the next minute it's a bad thing. Yep. You know, like being calm is great, but being calm is bad. The next rally. Mm. You know, so so the ambiguity of of situations. You know, like suppressing your emotions can be useful, but it can also be highly damaging. You know, so your original question, what was that? It's, yeah, it's about the idea of, of reducing the seriousness in what you're doing, yeah, that's but right. also then not losing your intensity. Because if all of a sudden it becomes very jokey and everything is now so relaxed, you know, yeah. it's, getting, it's that balance. But oh. I love what you say about that ambiguity, that really hit a, hit a little point in my brain there. But, but continue. Yeah, that, you, that's good. So what she said was one of the proposals in the book, you know, it's just a theory, you know, but I find some of these theories interesting and, and they, they, they do, you kind of know that they, they, they're true in some ways, that she would say, therefore, people will try and get out of that feeling of being ambiguous. Mm-hmm. You know, you might, you might have concerns at the moment about the vaccine, the long-term effects of the vaccine, okay? So it's very hard to actually think about that properly. Yeah. Because you've got... Because, oh, just stick it in. Put <laughs> me arm. Everyone else is doing it. I trust the government all of a sudden. Bump. The doctors are saying, and then you'll jump to a higher thing to justify it. Like, yeah. I'm helping the masses, or um, you'll go, I'm on the side of science. You'll take it so big that you don't have to think. Okay. Right? And that's what I was saying. You get, this, you get people who, 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 as soon as it's hard, yeah. ambiguous, should I tell my kid off? Should I not? Mm-hmm. You want an answer. Mm. Are my pod, like you said earlier, are my podcasts doing really well and hitting a good audience? Mm-hmm. You don't, you'll never know. 
too ambiguous. Is, yeah. Right? So you go, someone tell me, please. And then you jump onto the guy who says, five minutes or an hour, Jesse. <laughs> you go, thank God for that. I've got a template. I can move on. Okay, yeah. Because we need that. Because otherwise everything will be too overwhelming all the time. You can't consider every single little thing you eat, mm. you do, your decisions, your holiday, your book, whether, you, you know, every long-term decision. So, but, but in truth, there's always an ambiguity to it, mm. an uncertainty. But we're not, we, we don't like the uncertainty no, and we exactly. get overwhelming. So it, it's, it's obvious that we're stacked. We're stacked up. And also a bit of a dopamine. I've, I've made that decision. Oomph. Yeah, you know, and then you have to like you have to bite, you know, then you've got motivated reasoning behind that because you have to find all the reasons why that decision is fine. So it sits well. Mm. So my point is, is is once she said one of the ways out of it is to get over there's more of these traps. So that, that's not a nice feeling. So nihilism is a way out of it, what people do. Oh, it's all it's all a load of rubbish, and we're all gonna die anyway. So bah, who cares? And it's all rubbish, and we're only going to be around for another five years. And one day the sun will blow up. So, can, and it's all negative, and yeah, but that doesn't escape because you've still got to live. Okay. The person, the sub person, the sub man who just doesn't try anything, mm. just goes, Well, I'm, I'm taking myself out and they basically sit around watching videos all day yep. and just slob, um, and just don't ever go forwards. One of the other ways, one was the serious person. You get the other things. She caricature the adventurer, you know, the passionate person and so on. Ultimately, she says the way out, in the best way out is to help other people and to realise it's ambiguous and to try and just do your best to serve others and so on and, and things. But the serious person struck with me because one of the traps is to get serious. Mm. No, I'm, it's, 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 if you don't take the vaccine, you are, yeah. No, this is, this is, this is right and I'm right and boom. And, yep. and you basically become a real strict career person and you go, no, I'm a pro squash player. And when I win the world championships one day and I get that ranking, I'll show you. Mm, and you get overly serious and not, not necessarily passion, but just, and, and, and I see that in a lot of faces on teachers and coaches. It's like when there starts to be ambiguity about the players they're working with, and they may be may, maybe not doing well, or they may. A lot of coaches go, "Well, they didn't do what I said." <laughs> they've, they've listened to my podcast <laughs> and and actually done what I. Or you say, "Yeah, well, you've been working with that girl now for four years." And I, to be honest, if I'm honest, I haven't really seen her movement improve, or I haven't really seen this change. Well. She's not listened to what I talk. I, and they'll tell you everything they know in the world about movement, and they bloody know it. Wow. They can't get the girl to do it. Yeah. And so the, the, the defense is, it's not, I know, you're coaching hard. I mean, can you believe it? Four years. Yeah. It's, it's like, just shows you, doesn't it, how hard yeah. and weird yeah. coaching is. It is hard. Relaxation, it's too serious. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't know, there's probably not a link here, but as you said, that is, it's, you know, there's, we, we spoke about this offline a bit. Um, there's no such thing as a bad student. It's, it's a bad teacher. You know, if I think you talked about actually, are you accommodating the top tier level of your class, but actually, can you educate the person who's really struggling? I, I don't know. There's, you're I think, good, Jesse, you, you're a good and a bad teacher, and they are a good and a bad learner all the time. Mm. That, that's the thing. You, you're not 
you, you never get to a place. It's ambiguous. You're really good for this person. You're bad for that person. Mm-hmm. We're good on Tuesday. You're no good on Thursday. All you can do over the whole lifespan is go percentage wise, probably more beneficial than than not. Anything. Yeah. Right? So how how do you how do you combat the ambiguity out of interest then? Because that's something that that you brought up a couple of times, and it sounds like it's it's not necessarily a thing we want in our lives and with our players. So is is there is there any tools or suggestions? Well, yes, it's humorous noticing it. Firstly, notice it. Notice the seriousness of everything that you're making up in your mind about okay. what what okay if i win this tournament this means this if i don't win this tournament it means this it means this about my dad it means this about my coach it means this about me it means this about my you know and how you go off on that like if i win then i am i am this this and this so it's yeah winning and winning is better than losing of course when you go into anything where there's a battle or a hierarchy you want to get to the top so winning is better than losing because it's but you're going to win and lose all your all your career really yep Right. So, and even if you keep winning, it's boring. So that's, that's no good. You know, you want that challenge all the time. You want the confusion, the ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Again, what the Beauvoir said at the end, and I resonate with this is, is your philosophy might change too. I'm not a coach coaching players. I'm just a person helping people. Nice. I like that. Right? Because actually at the end of the day, I'm flawed. I'm completely and utterly flawed because I'm a human being. Say that line again. I'm I'm a coach. I'm not a coach coaching players. I'm a person helping people. Is that is that how you said it? Yeah, you get it down to I'm I'm just a person helping like helping another person in the world. Like yeah. I'm just happen to I've just happened to have bumped into them and they've bumped into me and we're going to knock into each other and knock on. And it might be a big effect or it might not be. It might just be a glance mm. spinning around. <laughs> You're just a person helping a person. You're not necessarily a coach coach yeah. player i love that that's powerful man one's strict and one's blocked in yeah well you know, for language sake and understanding and oh this is my coach and you're like, oh i coach this player that's language mm. ultimately what's really happening if you can think of it more as you just people helping people mm. um you are almost admitting that you equal in some ways although there will be a, a structure to the master pupil relationship yeah yeah, but then it doesn't turn into a dictatorship or all the bad elements of it come in mm-hmm. because there's a, yeah, I can still be a leader and I can still be, you know, tell you what off and, mm-hmm. but it, you know what I mean? When when you know someone's got you back and you care, I can say to Marwan and Marwan, boom, 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 no good. He's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to take that on. Mm. He knows I'm just there helping him as a man, man on man. Yeah. Like he's a person, I'm a person. Nice, yeah. That, that that takes out the seriousness. So when someone comes along and says, I haven't been helping that player, they keep losing, don't they? You go, no, unbelievable. I'm doing everything I can. And I'm, it's just not, it's a, I'm help, I'm doing my best. Yeah. And they go, oh, well, don't, you know, hang in there, mate. You, you know, you really mean what, and they stick up for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Say, yeah well, what are you saying? What are you saying? You're defending yourself. You're not defensive at that point. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're saying because you're frightened because yeah. you think you put yourself into a into a a stereotype. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. that's the danger with theory. Theory puts you into stereotypes rather than actually puts you back in your life to, to, to humorously laugh at yourself and notice. Yeah. 
Well, mate, this, I think this links exactly onto, onto the next area that we want to discover is it, it takes one to know one about morals and empathy. So you maybe yeah. even just touched on empathy there a bit with your players or, you know, you saying to someone, hey, I'm trying my best. Let's, let's, let's go down this rabbit hole for a bit. So can you expand on, on that? It takes one to know one. Right. So, you know, in life, you're going to get, you know, like people are flawed out, like I say, you know, no one lives the perfect moral life and no one lives, you know, the perfect ethical life. Of course, there are people that right down at the bottom of the scale that won't come up to that and they'll rob and thieve and hurt and, and kill and all them things. And then you'll get people that are at the other end of the scale that, you know, you might call that fundamental religion, you know, fundamental moral code. And they just completely and utterly, this is the rule book, my rule book. And unless it's in this rule book, you're a nasty evil person. And, and they really, really hammer that. And again, I think, you know, like that's quite dangerous when you go down that route. Um, and what I've noticed, let's say when, when I've talked to people in squash, I, talk, I get asked this a lot. It's really weird lately. When I've been told, what do you think about um, this player? Okay. Awful, awful <laughs> behavior. We'll never get in the Olympics and all this. And so, like in my day, you know, and what do you think about a football player? Awful, awful people diving off. Oh, what a game. Well, you want to play rugby? That's a man, you know, and they're basically just so moral and ethical. And I, yeah. I, the thing about it takes one to know one. Everybody is sneaky. Everybody is biased. Everybody has little shady tactics that they use to either be hyper-popular mm -hmm. or hyper-individual, like I'm the one. Everyone's up to a game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right? true. To try and come across as to give the perceived morality or whatever everyone's sneaky everyone tries it so one other thing i think has gone down with the winning parent book rather than going on about parents are bad and they need to do this i've actually got i went the other way with it mm -hmm. it was like be a parent at squash i mean it's chaos you know someone said to me the other week oh i've been at tournaments for years and they're always arguing and i said yeah because that's so it's it's weird that there wouldn't be mm. It's stressful. It's a squash club. There's hierarchies. There's kids messing around. They're not angels. There's parents stressed out. There's life problems. Kid loses a match. Then they're thinking, oh, my God, I've not paid my car fine. I've got work tomorrow. Kid wins a match. All yeah. that goes out the window. Everything's brilliant. Get the music on. I said, it, I said it's normal that you got, you know, you, you, it's, very, it's very normal to be not morally perfect mm -hmm. when you get a young kid and i'm not saying you know, there's obviously lines and, and you can cajole so you can say well that player there they've thrown the racket or they've took the top off or they've had a go at the referee or they've cheated right it's very easy to just go bah, I'm, yeah, you know, yeah. because obviously that makes you feel good because you're right but oh you know over time, you know, you 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 reckon you, you you notice that because you know you do it yourself. If you yeah. were only honest and everyone had a constant 24-hour video on you and your thoughts and what went on, you wouldn't want people to see it. Oh, it'd be horrendous, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, calm down. Takes one to know one. Yeah. Right. Have a more of a measured approach to that behavior. Mm -hmm. See the ambiguity in it. 
And then if there's an action needed, mm. go in. But don't create, don't treat people like pigeons, you know, punishment and reward, Maslow's, uh, sorry, you know. Maslow's law. Mm. Not Maslow's law, um, the dogs, Pavlov's oh, dog. Pavlov's, Pavlov's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ring the bell. Naughty girl, banned. Naughty boy, banned. Yeah. Yeah, like they're doing it sometimes on PSA and things like that. It's like we, it's like, oh, we can't think about how to manage that behavior and see that, see how it might actually be a good thing for the sport. Or we can't manage it. Or, yeah, well, it happens in sport. No, we want to get into the moral code of the Olympics. You are naughty. Oh, yeah. You start treating people like babies and robots and mm. machines. And punishment and reward, and that's a dangerous path to go down in the end. Mm. So, what, what's your what's your suggestion is is to heighten your own awareness first of all. If if you're starting to have these perceived um, thoughts about the morals on something, and then take a step back, is, is that what you're saying with this? Then, well, it's harder. I'm, I'm not saying what to do, but I'm saying it's harder than just a quick snap. What yes or no judgment? Yeah, true. Or bad. Mm. It's more complex. It is, yeah. Okay. And then, see, what I've seen as well, I've seen a lot of people they'll they'll follow follow a moral code and, and be like, I I followed it, followed it, followed it, and then they see someone who's broke it and they can't stand it. Yeah, true. It finishes them off. Mm. So then they get it's like this pent up. It's like a pent up frustration. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if there's I a link. Know, because we spoke about this, the, the, the woke culture. I don't know if, if there's something there to, to expand on. What do you think on that? Absolutely, because it's like, if you're right, it feels amazing. And if you, you get attention and you can, and you can say someone's wrong mm-hmm. and you can do it on anything almost now. And that creates that that's dangerous because that ends up creating, um, like, we all start panicking about being on the good or the bad side. Mm. There's big divides happen, isn't it? Yeah. If you don't take a kneel, then you're a racist. Yeah. If you don't, you know, do charity, then you're a nasty person. If you don't, you know, if, if you show emotion and break your racket on court or you shout at the referee, mm. you are ne- you. Some people say, uh, we'll take anybody. We'll, we'll coach anyone as long as you do what I say. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? People like that, yeah. <laughs> What's that? And it becomes like a, a cult, a religion, you know, kind of thing. Without knowing it, it's not, it's, you know, that can be, it can have its uses. Like, like the rules here are this. Mm-hmm. But they're also behind the scene. That's, otherwise, it ends like a convent, you know, or the old Christian things with church leaders yeah. and pre- all this stuff but yeah as you said there's much more nuance there's, there's nuance to this isn't there you know it's it's yeah and, and i think you've you've said it amazingly well but i think i think that'll that'll really lead us into the next little point um you know if we're talking about um emotions and characters on the court and and that type of stuff you know marwan has recently just had an amazing result you know i know you work closely with them blackball open winner and um I, it's kind of like maybe a funny question this but i want to explore it i, I think it was brilliant how he celebrated the the 
the the, the boomerang record launch into the crowd and full tilt. Um, <laughs> I, I, so firstly, congratulations. I suppose he did it, but you've been working with him that he's done it. Um, yeah. Secondly, have you like what were you speaking to him? You know, along the week, and and where were you going with it? And sorry, final question: Have have you spoken about the racket launch? <laughs> Yeah, um, the racket launch. Um, I love it, by the way. I thought it was great. I, it needs more. Through his life, I've never spoke to him about that ever. It's never <laughs> I mean, it's, so I don't think Marwan's always done that in every single win he's ever had. I don't know why he doesn't know why. If you watch anything on the PSA DJ thing, I did. Uh, I clipped the music to what to worry. It's a ball in the nick against his brother in the Worlds and he throws his racket into the corner. Nice. You watch the, the when he won World uh, Series this year, he threw his racket. Throws it, yeah, I love it. It's, so, it's his character, it's just, he's just... Yeah, some people go down on the knees, some people go like this. He won't know why. I mean, them emotional high moments. Yeah. I don't know. It's, that That's one that you just literally just leave it. You know, Brilliant. strikers in football... Yeah. T- off and they and they know they're going to get fine don't they well that's what i was about to say has he has there been any any repercussions from it because you were talking about obviously the psa and they might take this kind of you know the morals on this stuff no no, no not about that no. no i wasn't i wasn't referring to marwan earlier as well a bit no i know you won't no yeah it was like it was just a general thing about any any organizations a bit like they do the fa does with the football managers and mm. you know, Oh, it's like a metaphor really for anything in life you don't just go it's harder problem than just going punishment or reward yeah it works in the short term and it's and it's it's very effective and it looks good and you know and it can be used from time to time you know it's like told you if you did that this would happen yep. but if it's the only way you ever see problems and you think that that's it it doesn't you know, like sulking can be another one. You know, with drawing attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another. That, that's another little thing that might work quickly. Yeah, but never works in the long run. It's, True. It's, yeah, interesting. Yeah, but, yeah, but in terms of what I spoke to, we might. You know, we don't. You know, not nothing much to say there because obviously that's really private. Um, but uh, lots of things we've talked about today mm-hmm. obviously get a flavour of the way the types of things that I be talking about and yep. um, people will be very surprised actually what, what actually goes on in terms of conversations. Amazing. Not necessarily about when you get to this point, concentrate or yeah. it, 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 it's different. It's different. Yeah. And it all really comes back to life and the meaning of life for, for that person. That's that what I was about to say. It sounds like you really dig deep into, into the character of the person and, and, you yeah. know, actually just, you know, you might, again, you don't have to tell me this, but you might not talk at all about squash at a certain point. You know, some of the conversations I can imagine are much more about the nuances of how you perceive things and and, and, and life, which I think is brilliant. He's got a coach, two coaches. He's got Nick, Matthew, who helps him, you know, with, with some of the specific mental things. Um, but what I, my philosophy, what I'm trying to do a lot with people um, because I say it's people helping people, mm. and I think people, I think the players are feeling that when they speak to me, they, they just sense like, oh, <laughs> I'm not a player. Brilliant, yeah. But they know I know squash, and they know I've sat there, mm. so the kudos is there. And I, and I, to be fair, a lot of that does come in. I, I, you know, I've, I've, I mean, 
my experiences with Laura and actually being in the hot seat, if you will, mm. going between games, sensing the whole, knowing the whole environment of the tournament. You know, the tournament starts weeks before it actually starts, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. um, so, and it, and, it, and, it, and it doesn't end for people. It's not just when they get knocked out, it keeps going on. Yeah. Um, or they win it, you know, so it's, so you, but basically you, you are helping, you, you're getting people balanced and retuned in and it's probably yeah try and trying to go back to that cellular level really that being level mm. uh, and then you and then they release themselves mm -hmm. they, 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 they you know they, 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 you just see form come out of nowhere because it's all in there nice and, and it's not that the it depends you know there's players I work with lower down the rankings and it's not about psychology it's literally about the squash okay they're a bit deluded. They're like, oh, it's just a mental problem. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, you've got a squash problem. It's not good. Right. Mm -hmm. fit, you're technically movement rubbish. So yeah. you have to, that's a relief to them because they've been beating themselves up. Hmm. There's something wrong with them. But you're like, no, no, you, to me, you sound mentally well put together. Brilliant. Right. Interesting, yeah. Squash is rubbish. <laughs> they can take that then. And, and yeah, well, I was about to say, does, does that not... Does that not destabilize them in a way or not? You find that is actually oh, that, that truth, yeah, that is better. It's a relief. If mm. I said to Jesse, you're great, lad, nothing wrong with you. You've everyone loves you, you're superb and all that, but your podcasts are very poor. We could really <laughs> take you to the next. If you want to compete with the world's best podcast guys, Joe yeah. Rogan and all these people that you've brought down on a thing you want, do you know I understand what that's going to take in terms of effort and cost? And I mean, that's a four-year that's a big process to get you to that. Do you want to do it? It's like, oh, he thinks I can do it. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I'm not not there because I'm mentally weak or I, I'm not clever enough. Mm. It's just a practical problem that I need yeah. to fix. Mm. I think that's another thing that's happened. I think the when you go into a line of development, I think if it was karate or MMA, because there's danger in it, they won't take you to the next belt. <laughs> yeah. If or gymnastics, if you couldn't do this, but in squash, it's like people think they're like five weeks off being top twenty all the time. <laughs> Just stick with me, and I'll give. I'll show you how to lob it, and that's that's thirty places there. Brilliant! <laughs> like, you, you can't. You keep falling over. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, back two minutes in a hard match where you're not going to fall off the cliff. That's it. Mm -hmm. And you see that, you know, because you're going up against the best talent in the world mm. in, the, in, the, in the professional game. Now, with children and things like that, yet again, and I think that's where strong personalities, you know, you see Rob Owen, mm -hmm. Rob Martin, you know, someone like that, they're going to say it as it is. Yeah, totally. Even Phil, when he worked with Laura early on, a DP in a different way, it was like, this isn't right, this is no good, this is no good. You're not bad at that, and that's rubbish. Unless mm. you saw that out, no point coming to me. Really, yeah. That, that, that's very genuine honesty, isn't it? It's, it's really genuine and authentic. It's not personal. No. It's just a problem. Mm -hmm. You just see the problem. And, and that's gone out of things a bit, because it's like, you can't say that to me. I'm a, you, you know... But you do it because you're only a person helping someone. So you just lay it out, yeah. and, and and that's where I like when you when you when you when you talk to and you hear interviews or you speak, see Rodney Martin or or Robert Owen or DP or Mal. Everyone will have a different way 
of how they see the games played. That's always up for debate, isn't it? That's like philosophers arguing their philosophy. They're all right and they're all wrong. Mm. Partially, they're all partially correct. And they're never that clever that they're completely wrong. <laughs> they, can't get, they can't get it all wrong. So there's always something. But they stick, they see what they want and then they'll tell the player, go with me on this mm -hmm. and have a coaching process with me. Mm -hmm. And got to leave it two years, three years or whatever, and let's do it. Mm. Obviously, if the things go off and whatever, you can always get another coach. Mm. Really stick to it. And that's one thing Laura was amazing at. And, you know, we were like, if we're going to go with them, we go with them and we listen to them. And you're the pupil and they're the master and you follow up. Nice. I like that, yeah. Criticizes you or says this or this or this, then you take it. Mm. Yeah, doesn't matter you're number five in the world or your number this. You, you 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 take it, and that's how it works. Love it. Um, listen, this has been an amazing chat. There's one more thing I want to talk about, which I think actually links to that last point. Um, and maybe it's it's that feedback you're getting from from the person and the coach, and it's the whole concept of being nice isn't necessarily being good. And you know, you maybe touched on that the idea of hey, like you know, an athlete hears something that's nice for them, but it might not be a good thing. I was that what you're trying to say, and can you expand on that? I think we just did, didn't we? That yeah. that was a perfect example. It's it's if 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 you're if you're a development leadership style coach and you want you know with toddlers or people or people coming at your club, um the get it's it's participation, you know, making someone cheer up a bit, mm -hmm. and you're gonna service you're going to be a nice, nice person. You're going to be nice to them. You're going to service a nice atmosphere. Mm -hmm. If that person's requesting to beat their mate by Christmas because they've got a big bet on it, or that player's saying, I don't want to ever lose to that girl again, or I'm really jealous. How's that girl done that? And I haven't. I used to beat her. I, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Then, well, you know, if you're scared to just go, like, say it as it is, mm -hmm. If you don't have that leadership about you and that plain matter of fact and nip it in the bud and say, boom, while they're young growing up, then they're never going to be able to take in their life mm. under the line and told what's what. Yeah. When we were growing up, you know, or, you know, whatever, I don't know, it might be still the same. Like Sundays were a nightmare because they were just so boring. You had to do everything your parents told you to do. <laughs> and you had like bed at the end, knowing you had to go back to school, homework, bath, yeah. Songs of praise, ski Sunday. <laughs> Terrible. Saturday was your day. Nice, yeah. Nowadays, it's like, I don't know if they ever feel that, like, I haven't got any, you know, I'm under the line. Mm. So if you just let kids do what they want all the time, nice, 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 then how are they ever going to learn as a skill in life that some days it's not you're under the line, you just got to do what you're told in a way. Yeah. Coaching should always be. I'm the coach. You're the pupil. Mm -hmm. We're just people, but do what I say. Mm. Because yeah. you need that leadership in battle. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no point looking out and there's no, you need to be able to then go in the moment, boomf, and give them a big rocket. Or you need, in the same way, you need to put your arm around them and settle them down and mm. give them a call. Yeah. It comes from like, wow, that person's just done that. Yeah, there's a hierarchy to that relationship, even though you just philosophically you're just helping each other. Mm. If you're not used to be having a hierarchy at you, 
then you've got no chance when you get older at being told what you want. Yeah. Totally. I, th I think taking taking the kid gloves off a little bit, uh, you know, cotton wool society, you hear these things and, you know, everything's, you know, yeah, manufactured to go, yes, you can be the best. And, you know, are oh, you, you know, we don't want to speak out about things. And, you know, sometimes again, I've, I'm guilty of it, of being too nice, you know, going, Ooh, I don't want to upset that apple cart a little bit. But, you know, when when I've done research, reflect back, speak to people like yourself, you know, yeah, definitely it, it, the, the genuine honesty and the genuine directness is, is more of a favor to the, to the, the players, isn't it? Well, it's easier when you don't want anything from them. Mm, yeah. If they're your customers mm. and you need it to pay your mortgage or whatever, mm. or the pop there, you know what I mean? They've got yeah. say, say, kid who's popular in the kid community mm -hmm. who's going to get you a lot of likes and make you popular and cool down with the kids then you're selling your soul out aren't you because mm. you're basically you we have real core reason for doing it is business mm -hmm. and i can understand that if you've yeah. got your own family and that's the only way you can make money so it's survival so that's the, the survival if you're fortunate enough to be in a position where you're independent maybe you've already had some success that struck me about, you know, I don't like talking about other people, but it struck me a bit about, you know, see Rob Owens had quite an effect, hasn't he, in England yep. with players. He knows he's squash. But my big thing that I've heard about, and Laura sometimes mentions is, and, and other people is, um, he's very successful out of it. So he's got businesses and various things. Yep. And therefore, the players kind of know that he's, he's made it anyway, successful. Yep. He doesn't need yeah. that. I mean, he, he likes it and he'll shine off it and he might yeah. say, like, oh, I've coached that player, hey. Because you're in it for that as well. Yeah, yeah. okay. Good. And but he doesn't need it, does he? You don't really need them yeah. for him. At the moment that he gets into that territory and you start getting a bit of the play, then then you and, and then you start thinking you're somebody and, and, and you're the only coach in the world with the best ideas ever. And yeah. that starts to be a bit weird because the players or I need to win now because they've started to promote themselves as the old best world's best ever coach. Yeah. Hmm. It's the dynamic. Hmm. So that that's a really important thing that, that that you that you can not the player knows you don't need anything from them. Mm -hmm. And that's happened even at my university and other places you see slightly is some people have noted that if we go too customer-based because they're paying the fees, you actually you lose the point of what a university is mm -hmm. because they can never fail at anything because you need them to keep paying the money, you know. Yeah. It's always right type thing, and it's not like that. Mm. Yeah, totally. Um, Danny, listen, I think that's a, that's a really good point to leave it on. Um, this has been again really great. I think it sounds like you need your golf tomorrow to go and like relax your mind. And uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a lie down and try absorb all this because yeah. we've gone deep here today, and I've absolutely loved it, man. I, I really appreciate that. You know, speaking to someone like yourself, a really deep thinker, has got really interesting opinions on on certain things, and you 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 back them up, you stick to them, and and for me, it's a, it's a massive um, respect for me to you for that. So thank you so much, man. It's been really brilliant and, and I've had a lot of fun. Yeah, you're just trying to set a few alarm bells off so that it you know you might rethink a few things that 
that you do and that that because my ultimate aim there in coming on here is to help ment mental strength and enjoyment of life not by saying do this do this do this it's just by hopefully helps to relax people and see a like i'm okay as i am it's, it, it's supposed to be all a bit messed up and and it and normal relax mm. Yeah, totally, man. And you put it across in such a good way. Like, you know, yeah. so maybe I was a bit wrong there saying you've got opinions and you stick by them. But I think the way you open open up the mind or the thinking, you know, every time we've chatted and even just a few brief chats, you sent me um, some stuff about Alan Curtis's documentary and it really opened my mind and stuff. So, and again, hopefully that this platform you know, people hear this, you know, it's not going to be for everyone. This might be a bit too deep and in the weeds with certain things, but Hey, if it gets through to a few people and they start relaxing, accepting certain things and being like you said, Hey, it's all meant to be a little bit messed up can only be a good thing. Isn't it? Yeah. And eating better. Mm, there we go. Well, linking to the very first thing. Health. I mean, that's going to be important anyway now, you know, but you know, eating and think, maybe look into serotonin and things and what, what, what it does and doesn't do. And some, there's some great stuff out there now you know one of the best things about the internet is there's knowledge good knowledge as well as bad obviously that's bad but good knowledge can be really shared and research is so easily accessible and well so you can really research things for yourself now more than ever you don't have to go to the library or anything digging out you know papers from down in the basement there's lots of good people around totally. and this podcast jesse with us two idiots on it. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have said it. the absurdity of what we're doing. Hey, come on. that That's a great place to leave it. But um, Danny, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Um, no, let's do this again sometime. I think they definitely, we can, we can go down different rabbit holes. Take care and enjoy your golf tomorrow. All right. Cheers. Presence. Process. Persistence. The essence of Squash Mind. 